It's the show that makes us talk. So you ever wondered how much Santa paid for his sleigh? No, how much? Nothing, because it was on the house. (laughs) Okay. What about our life? With Chris and Will.
an amazing song to get us started. Yes! Wasn't that comical? I think some of us always need a man. <laughs> that was Dear Santa by the infamous Weather Girls. Mm-hmm. Great holiday song. How are you? Welcome to another episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. This week we are finding ourselves and the fundamentals of life are our topics. Plus, we got an amazing guest coming up later in the show. We're going to talk about her amazing book called Eat, Pray, and FML. (laughs) L. We'll tell you all about that later. But how's your December going? It's the start of December, which means Christmas is uh, maybe almost over if you're looking forward to that or just starting. It's on perspective. It is. It is. So happy holidays. I hope your Thanksgiving was amazing. Yes. I think we all ate too much today, starts the diet, and then we go and do it all over again for Christmas and then we'll restart it again. And then we'll say we're going to do a diet at the beginning of the year and we last for three days. So how are you? Welcome to another great episode, of course, but let's talk about the fundamentals of life. Let's start with that. First and foremost, learning to date. Yeah. Uh I mean, geez, did you ever learn to date? I don't think I I learn. I think, you know, there's a proper etiquette, I guess, because like, you know, do you open the door for your date? Do you, you know, do you set certain things that'll please the manners part, you see, but you want to do your own thing my too. My standards always was, well, if you're going to pay for us to go out to eat, of course, you can call it whatever the hell you want to call <laughs> it. I mean, as long as I don't have to pay for it. But uh, yeah, learning to date was a, a big one. What about breakup? Breakups were always hard. They were really, really hard. Yeah. And the after breakups, when you're so desperate to find somebody else and then, you know, and then you're like, okay, that's just not going to do it for you. And then you kind of just move from that point. Mm -hmm. And how fast too. Uh Uh-huh. Accepting. We've been talking about that a lot this season is acceptance and accepting a lot of different things. Those are fundamentals of life. Yeah. Um, The good and bad of life. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is by perspective, I guess. Everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you don't need to know those reasons. But for Willie and I, we just take our days day by day. And I'm quite surprised we've made it this far with this show because scheduling and planning is not our thing. Um, if it wasn't for a team actually telling us, okay, you have to be available this date to do this, <laughs> I don't think it would actually happen because we would cancel it. We just don't, we're just not planners. We are go with the flow people and to go with the flow type guys. So we have to thank our team for putting this together because believe it or not, yes, our podcast does have a team. Mm-hmm. We do, and uh, they arrange a lot. They work really, really hard. And Willie and I work on our homework for our stars and our guests and yes. the ones we do know and the ones we get to know. Uh, so it's very exciting. So uh, we have to thank them, of course. And then connecting. And it's that this show has done a lot of that. Big time on connecting. Yes. It's not necessarily called networking, but it is connecting. Yes. Because we've met some amazing people and our guests generally do talk to us after the shows are over with. Yes. And we still hear from them. I and, love it. And yeah. uh, it's amazing. So we kind of gain friendships with that as long as well as our fans. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do talk to a lot of our fans. So we love that. Um, finding encouragement in one another. Yeah. That's a big thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, whatever... whatever 
if one is not so in the moment and then one is, one pulls the other. Absolutely. To, you know. Absolutely. And it helps you figure out the power of letting go on some of the things mm -hmm. because you have to have that strength to kind of let go in a lot of ways. Um, what about love at first sight? Does that even exist? You know, it's from, okay. Talking about. Sometimes I think, sometimes I just think, yes, you can feel like you're in love with a person, but couldn't it just be that you're horny? I think it's fate. It could be fate. I too, think it's because, but it could also be that but, you're horny. Yeah, but it could also be <laughs> about. Um, I mean, I guess that's a little too deep. But basically, you know, like a stereotypical love is all lovey dovey, blah blah blah, for you know all that stuff. Yeah. But I think on a real perspective, you you just you feel it, like whether it's you know like at first sight, it's not like ah, but it's more like. But then you yeah. have commitment. And yeah. commitment becomes issues too because you know a lot of people can't can't handle commitments. Or it's maybe there's thing. some alternative thinking that's that's in the way of that. What about a fundamental life? What about other people's problem? Oh boy. Or other people's problems. You down with OPP? Remember that? <laughs> I didn't know what 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 <laughs> OPP was. Yes, yes, remember that? I just thought it I think yeah. that's almost a new trend now is you're dealing with other people's problems because it just, you know, nowadays it's so hard to keep people out of your business or you keep out of people's business with social media or, or stay silent. Sometimes you just want to turn around and say, really, really, just you know, quiet. <laughs> yeah. And what about making and keeping you? Making you as yourself and keeping yourself as yourself and not letting the other people's problems become now your problem. So now other people are calling your problem their problems. Uh-huh. And that so it's consistent. And consistent and true to you. Yeah. What about the beginning and the end? Fundamentals of life. You from the day you're born and to are you you ready for your your time to be done, but whatever what if, that may be. Not, uh, not, uh, what is it I want to say? There doesn't have to be an end if there's happiness. No, of course. Absolutely. But I mean, that's a little bit more. Unexpected um, relationships. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There's a good one. Children being different. We talk about that a lot yeah. on the show. Um, secrets. Oh, secrets can be a good thing. Secrets can be a bad thing, depending on who you are keeping secrets from. Yeah. Um, and then of course, life journal, you know, your life is a book period. So whatever you do, you're writing your own book. So it's your own journal. So a life journal is a good one yeah. in the fundamentals of life. But sometimes, you know, we have to learn from our own fundamentals of life in order to move past the issues that are preventing us from moving on. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of those and, you know, you go on a journey or an adventure. And the one thing I like about today's guest is that's exactly what she did. Mm -hmm. She went on these, this amazing journey to find herself and go through the ups and downs. And, and dude, that's all about Chris and Will. We've yes. gone through our ups and downs to find who we are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it becomes a life journal. You, you learn so many different things throughout life. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. You just got to take the journey as it comes. What makes you itch? What sort of a situation would you like? I do this often in vocational guidance of students. They come to me and say, well, we're getting out of college and we have the faintest idea what we want to do. 
So I always ask the question, what would you like to do if money were no object? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. I say, do you want to teach in a riding school? Let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that and forget the money. Because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, to be really with it. And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So don't, don't worry too much. Somebody's interested in everything. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like in order to go on spending things you don't like, doing things you don't like, and to teach your children to follow in the same track. See, what we're doing is we're bringing up children and educating to live the same sort of lives we're living in order that the, they may justify themselves and find satisfaction in life by bringing up their children, to bring up their children to do the same thing. So it's all wretched and no vomit. It never gets there. Therefore, it's so important to consider this question. What do I desire? From time to time, we like to put in some inspirational stuff in our show. That, of course, was the great Alan Watts with Life. Wow. Yes. I'm Very, listening to that and I'm just just speechless. Yeah, it's again it goes along with the fundamentals of life. But now we're back into finding ourselves. Yeah. You know, it, it took us a little while to do that. We, you know, we rejected who we were for many years. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say we weren't proud of it. I I just think we weren't ready for it, if yeah. that makes sense. So we kept identifying ourselves as friends. Yeah. instead of companions and we did that for years mm -hmm. um and you know people who knew us well knew better they they really kind of did um and eventually we just kind of surfaced with it as our life changed so we found ourselves but um you have to desire to change in finding yourself and i think that we miss that many a times and you know i think that we are starting to get to that, um, you know, I, I, I don't give a fuck anymore. So let's just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's kind of where we are in, um, finding ourselves. So desiring to change is a, is a really, um, big one. Yeah. And, and finding who you are. And again, we talked about writing your own book. Mm -hmm. Um, writing your own book is not finding the perfect book that people would actually read. It's actually just writing your book and people will find the interest it's, to read it. Yeah, because, I mean, you're writing your your journey of your life. So 
And, you know, and your book can be about anything, knowing um, how you love yourself and how you love people. And the little things yeah. is interesting in your book because, you know, the littlest things for us could be uh, a drive down the street and, you know, just listening to music in the middle of the night or, you know, just walking the same stretch over and over and over again. That's the littlest things and yeah. they make you happy and other people enjoy that as well. I mean, for the longest time when we lived um, in a certain area in Florida, there would be a grocery store that was across the street from where we live. People would go to that grocery store. Kristen Will would say, no, nope. nope. <laughs> we're going to the grocery store that's out of the way. Yep. Why are you doing that? Because we like the ride. Uh, yep. We enjoy the ride and uh, we enjoy the ride there and then we enjoy the ride back and um, in some little way, it was cheaper. Their prices were a little bit cheaper. So there were other reasons, but, um, you know, so we do this. So the littlest things, of course, the littlest things. Setting up your own success. Ah. That's a good one in finding your, you know, we did that by knowing and believing that we could do something and that we had worth. Mm -hmm. We really yes. felt we have work, we had worth. And when we had plenty of people that would knock us down and tell us that. And, you know, we talk a lot about Disney and the theme parks and so forth and Hollywood and, and everything. And even though Disney is the happiest place on earth, we did have some issues there, just like with any corporation. And you did have some of those individuals that uh, worked at those places that really knocked you down and said, you weren't, you weren't ever going to go anywhere and, and blah, blah, blah. Or because you were questioning you know, uh, what was happening. Yeah. And I mean, if you believe in something and you own it and you know, and that's the problem with, I think people that are hard headed and people that are bully headed is that they, they don't want to own what they're doing. They, they just want to keep doing it and just make you own it. And it's like, no, 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 I don't own your problems. That's about, yeah. <laughs> you know, you own your own problems. I own my life. This is how I'm dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so we've had to learn how to balance with that. Uh, you know, a biggest scare that we all, I wouldn't say scare, a biggest thing that people will say to us when we work in different businesses or not in that industry. Oh, well, I've been around for 20, 30 something years. Dude, I could care less if you've been around for 40, 50 years. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Or they'll compare us to somebody else that they've done stuff with. And it's like, that's not me. This is me. You're dealing with my situation at the moment. This is what's going on. How are you going to solve it? Exactly. You know, I'm not looking for right or wrong. I'm looking for res resolution. And that's always been our problem. So finding yourself, I believe, is believing in yourself and taking ownership of who you are. Because if you take ownership of who you are, people, um, people will either walk away from you or they'll trust you or they'll stand by you. They'll support you more. And your true friends are the ones that you can feel that you can yeah. trust, not the ones that where you can say, oh, I trust you. The ones that you can feel that you uh, trust. And your past is a learning lesson. It's not a regret. It's not a failure. It's a learning lesson. It's a learned lesson. That's what your past can be. And your expression is your style, mm -hmm. who you are. You know, if you want to go to Walmart or the grocery store in pajamas, that's who you are. Make sure they're tasteful because, you know, otherwise people will look at you in a different way. Not that that's me because I have to get dressed and pretty fine just to go to the mailbox. <laughs> um, I just I can't, you know, I, I just can't go out looking a certain way. It's I think it's more of public, you know, um, 
I don't want to say public respect, but basically it's a shared. Well, it's our style. I mean, you know, we, I mean, we like to take care of ourselves. That's why everybody says that we don't look like we are 40 ish going to 40 that we always look way younger, mm -hmm. which is a compliment, but that's us because we balance our life from the stress. The biggest thing is the doctors is your, are you, do you have a stressful life? No, I actually mm -hmm. don't. What would I be depressed about? That's an easy thing for doctors to say because it's, it's in the book and it's like, you know what, what would I be depressed about? My life is fine. I have issues just like any normal person does, but that doesn't hold me down. So finding yourself is discovering who you are and rolling with it. Wow going with it. That's the way it is because we've, we've done that a lot. But today we're going to be talking about that because our guest today is none other than Gabrielle Stone. Yeah, We are so excited to have her on the show. She's an award-winning actress. She is also the daughter of the infamous Dee Wallace and Christopher Stone. Mm. She has a book out right now, which is actually her first book, I think. Uh, eat, pray, and hashtag FML. <laughs> yes, read it the way it is. Yes. It's a very good book. Yeah. And we're going to be talking all about it. Her television credits include, um, you know, Wooden Steel Comedy, uh, MKP Celebrity Talk. She's directed a project with her mother. We're going to talk about that too. She's been in Zombie Killers film, uh, Speak No Evil. The Guardian, and Sugartown, just to name a few. She's got a lot mm -hmm. going on. So we're going to talk to her about her amazing book and uh, get some goodies out of talking about the book. So sit back, relax. Gabrielle Stone is coming up. 2017 literally kicked my ass. On June 28th, 2017, I found out that my husband of a year and a half had been having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months. Yeah, I'll let that sink in for a sec. I filed for divorce and left. Uh, trust me, I didn't dodge a bullet. I dodged an army of snipers. Two weeks later, I met a man and we fell madly in love. I know. It was a whirlwind romance. Meet my family, have my babies, all the fairy tale bullshit. Again, I know. He convinced me to go on a romantic month-long vacation with him to Italy. I know, but I mean, come on, would anyone really say no to that? 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself. Yeah, really. I was heartbroken. Uh, no, more like this. That's more accurate. So I had a decision to make, either stay at home heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. And staying at home heartbroken? Fuck that. So, what does a woman do when her heart has been ripped out and stepped on twice in two months? She goes on a wild adventure. Make some bad decisions. Go to Europe by myself. Hello? Sleeps with random men. I mean, really? And does a shit ton of soul searching. So, naturally, I wrote a book about it. This is so not Eat, Pray, Love. This is Eat, Pray, my life. We are honored to have with us today a tremendous author and award-winning actress, Gabrielle Stone. 
Hi, Gabrielle. How are you? Awesome. So we're just going to go right on into it. Girl, let me tell you, I read this book. It is, um, <laughs> it is interesting to say the least. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm sitting there going the whole time I'm going, men, oh my gosh, really? Men, come on, man. It was, uh, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, we doing this show, we read a lot of different books and, uh, this one, I have to say, I loved it to every extent, to everything for fuck this, fuck that, to all that. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And, you know, I, I just want to know what inspired you truly just to do this book? Oh, well, that makes my heart so happy to hear. Um, <laughs> honestly, it was. I knew I was going to write it the second I found out I was going on the trip by myself. Like it had been one thing after another in my life. And I was just like, this is my life is literally like a movie right now. And I knew when I, when I decided I was going on that trip alone, I knew that it was going to be a huge awakening in my life. Uh And I knew that whatever I was about to, learn was going to be really important to share with the women and men of the world on how to, you know, get back to yourself and really learn how to love yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely told that story. And I just, what, what kind of just gets me though, is I know that uh, you had maybe some sort of a thing for Javier, but I kept, <laughs> yeah, I kept reading through it and I kept wanting to sit there and go, girl, will you stop already? I mean, dude, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. He was going through some stuff and, and I, and I read through all that and I, I do, I got that, but I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, man, come on. You're, you're bringing this woman into so many different areas and she's going on all these different roads with you. And it's like, all right now. It's going to click sometime or another. It's going to click. But so tell me what I know. Whatever happened to that? I mean, do you guys still talk at all or no? Um, that's a whole nother story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it, um, it, which will, you know, if I ever actually sit down to write book two, it will, it'll all be in there. But, um, yes, we still, we're still in touch. We're still, um, in each other's lives. And, um, you know, we were both a big catalyst for each other to some really big life changes and some really big healing. Um, I mean, if I wouldn't have met him, I wouldn't have, you know, realized that I was never really fully in love with my ex-husband. I never would have realized what this is supposed to feel like. I wouldn't have, I had never had my heart broken before. And he, you know, really did that to me. And, um, which I, which I think is, is kind of a, you know, a rite of passage and, and what people need to really like, it's something that everyone I think should experience because it really changes you and makes you really look at things differently. Um, and you know, he ultimately was the reason that I went out on this crazy trip and wrote a book about it. So I'm, you know, forever going to be thankful for him. Um, and you know, I coming into his life really 
was the the time where he was like, oh, I need to wake up and and heal some stuff that I haven't yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we both are are very you know we respect each other greatly. We have a very specific um, type of connection and relationship, and I don't think that'll ever fade. Although it it, uh-huh. it will change over over time. Um, but the short answer would be yes. I I. I he didn't just drop off the face of the earth. <laughs> well, hey, that's a good thing because at least uh, he didn't drop off the face of the earth and become an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Right. At least he became, Correct. <laughs> he became a, a person in the end, which I guess is, well, I don't say I guess, but which is a good thing. So, I mean, I guess you gained yeah. something out of it and he gained something out of it, you know? Um, Absolutely. But I'm sure you'll address this in the in the the new book whenever you decide to write it. Do you ever think there'll be a fling between you two again? (laughs) (laughs) Now you can tell Uh, I I read the book. That that, yeah, I know. Um, That will that would that would be in book two. (laughs) I kind of figured that that. Let me clarify that that answer would be in book two. Wow. I kind of figured that. I mean, it, 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 it was an interesting story. I mean, Willie and I have gone through a lot of different adventures in ourselves yes. and with other people and so forth. So it was, it was very much relatable, but, um, you know, I, I, I just, I want to, I don't want to say I envy you, but I, I, I envy you, but then I don't, I'm like, I'm glad you had those experiences. I'm kind of glad I didn't have to go through that, but at the same time, I'm glad you did because then I kind of learned on maybe the what to do's and what not to do's and, you know, the guarding of life in a sense. Yeah, so bringing absolutely. to that, do you think this, all this journey made you more guarded as far as relationships are concerned? No. And, you know, I get that question often actually, and it makes sense. And if I, if there was ever a time in my life where I should have been guarded and should have put up, you know, kind of a wall around my heart to protect myself. It would have been after I found out my ex-husband was cheating on me and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, divorce blew up in my life. Um, And I didn't. And if I would have, I wouldn't have had this intense love affair with Javier. I wouldn't Uh have gotten my heart broken. I wouldn't have ended up on a trip. I wouldn't have learned how to love myself. I wouldn't have gotten this book that's now reaching so many men and women around the world. And it's like everything happens for a reason. And if Mm -hmm. you, if you keep a wall up around your heart, you're all you're doing is preventing these experiences that are meant to happen to you from happening. And I'm so grateful for all of that that went down in my life because it changed me as a human to my core um, wow, and really directed that's amazing me, right there. Yes. <laughs> it, it really directed me onto a specific path that I was supposed to be on. So no, I'm not, I, I continue to, and will always continue to try and live my life as openly as, as possible. Um, and know that whatever's coming in is for a reason, obviously to, you know, to be smart about it. Um, but, but no, I, I don't find that, that the experience has made me more guarded. Nice. Very nice. So, uh, where do you find yourself in a relationship today? Uh, I'm single right now. I, there's definitely been, you know, I, I, this all, the book was, took place in the end of 2017. So it's been, um, a while since all of that was happening. So there have been, 
relationships and, um, and people that have come in and out of my life, some of which are very, very close and dear to my heart. Um, but I really am focused right now on myself and making sure I'm in a really good place spiritually, emotionally, and just wanting to, you know, I'm very, very clear because of the, the, the past couple relationships that I've had. Um, I'm very clear on what it is that I want. And so until that walks into my life, um, I'm, I'm really set and good on, on just being with myself for now. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, whenever, I mean, you're right. It, whenever, I guess, whenever, if you want to say fate puts you in the right position and it's ready for you, then that's when you know you're, you're ready to take on another journey, I guess, if Mm -hmm. you want to call it. And you got to take care of yourself too, you know? So I guess you could look at it as this is when you can say, Hey, you know what? I got to work on me, but you know what? I get to have fun and enjoy it and all that really fun stuff too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I, I've never bought into the whole, like, Oh my God, you're 30. You know, you have to be, you know, dating or married or right. Yeah. I, I, I was married at 26 and was like, okay, I'm, I'm married. I'm going to have babies by the time I'm 30 and blah, blah, blah. And now after all of the stuff that I've gone through, I'm like, oh my God, I'm only 30. What do you mean? I have to be with one person for the rest of my life. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm really, I'm, you know, this whole year has been so career focused and I'm really just working on the stuff that's making my soul happy. You know, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I heard from a little birdie that uh, you're directing now. Is that true? I am. That little you, birdie was correct. <laughs> yes. And again, that little birdie told me that you directed a movie with your mother in it. Is that correct? I did. Um, how about, I did. How it's was called that? After. Uh, it was. Uh, it was great. It's called After Emma. It's uh, at the festival circuits right now. It stars Tamor Gazi and Amy Smart. And my mom plays a role in it that is very different from her normal, um, her normal casting. Uh, and it, uh, it's a really powerful drama. And it was my second film that I directed. And it was a blast. I mean, my mom and I are best friends. So we, you know, we work really well together on, on many levels. But I think for her, it was just, really amazing to show up on such a well-run set and and work with a good director that she appreciates on a business level and artistic level that just happens to also be her daughter which adds in a whole nother level of pride right. so. <laughs> and i'm sure i i'm sure that had to have been the most proudest moment for her in her life is to be doing working on that set and looking at looking at her 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 little girl go and take control and make this magnificent project so I, it's, I'm, it's definitely up there for sure. <laughs> yes, and I, I, I can't wait to to see it and uh, see that experience. Of course, of course, we've always loved everything that your mother has done. Yeah. Um, that's you know that's that's the understatement, of course. And you come from such an iconic family with Christopher Stone, and then with your mother Dee Wallace. I mean, does does that ever sink in at one point of your life and say, oh my gosh, I've I'm the daughter of, of two icons. I mean, does that ever seek into you? Um, 
in ways. I mean, I, I, I grew up with it. So I, you know, when you, when you're born into something, you, I don't know if you really, it doesn't carry the weight that it may from an outside level, but you know, it's taking on the directing stuff. Now that was more my dad's thing. Um, so I know that it's, it's really cool to be carrying on something that he had a passion for and did. Um, and I definitely, I mean, I remember the first time I saw Cujo when I was 16, I was yes. like, Oh, like yes. my mom's a badass and can uh-huh. fuck it up with a shotgun. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I, I do. So, so I definitely, I definitely know how amazing both of them are and how talented and, and, but on a, on a bigger level, I'm just so lucky to be her daughter. Um, she has, she is, she's an incredible actress, but she's an amazing mother. Um, so I'm really grateful that I was born into that family for that reason. Wow. And, you know, you can see that in how she performs. Um, you know, most definitely, of course, I've got to ask how many times did she make you watch ET? I mean, that's the kicker one right there. You know, she, I like, I first watched it when I was younger and I remember being like, this is boring. Um, (laughs) But that's, I mean, I was, like, really young. I was like, yeah. cool, Mom, this is great, but, like, can we watch The Little Mermaid? Um, <laughs> and, um, but, I mean, of course, now, then when I got older, it's it's a really magnificent film to go back and watch that's touched so many people around the world. Um, but that was, I mean, she shot E.T. before I was even right. a twinkle in her eye. Uh-huh. I know. And in even watching that on uh, growing up with that film as I did, or as we both yeah. did, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was she was that she was that caring mother in a sense. So mm-hmm. you got that warmth from her. Yes. And you, I think that's what made it. She did an interview at one time and and she had said something that Stephen had told her to make it real. And when she said that, I'm like, wow, because that's exactly what she did in E.T. She made it real and you could feel it just yeah. by watching it. Mm-hmm. And when they re-release it into the movies, the movie theater a couple of years ago for the anniversary, you still got that present. Exactly. So I'm glad to hear that. And, and that's just amazing. And I'm glad that you guys have such a great bond and a great relationship together. So that's very nice and good to hear. Yeah, we do. She's, I mean, I'm biased, but she's, she's pretty wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, let's, let's, let's go back into your book a little bit and um, let's talk about your adventure. So you've gone from, one country to the next country to the next country and to the next country and do you have a favorite on which one you like the most i do um i think barcelona was my favorite again this all had to do a lot of it had to do with the people that i met in each place and barcelona had like a very specific group of people that i fell in with um and you know the food and the culture you know i have a very clearly have a very strong pull to the Latin culture, but aside right. from Javier, um, I love reggaeton and salsa and um, like I have a lot of Latin friends at home and I, I just love the culture. So I think being in Barcelona really like woke my soul up a little bit. Um, I also really loved San Vito, which was the the last spot I went to in Sicily. That, that uh-huh. town was very, very healing and very just, like a family, you know, everybody knew each other. It was very mom and pop-ish. And I also really loved Amsterdam. It gets kind of a a bad reputation because it's like, oh, everybody goes there to smoke weed. But it's so beautiful, the canals and the architecture. It's 
such a stunning city to walk through the streets of. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. Have, have you gone to uh, Carnival in Brazil? I haven't. It's on my list, though. <laughs> yes, it's on mine, too. That's why mm-hmm. I asked. I was like, OK, maybe she's done that. So tell me how it was. Because um, yes. yeah. That one in an African safari is on my bucket yeah. list. And you want to see I've, a giraffe, I've, I think. I've yes. done the African safari. I did that with my, my mom was shooting um, a film when I was in fourth grade. And we, we went out and we were in Cape Town for a week. And then we did a week safari. Um, nice. And it was un- unbelievable. I mean, it was so long ago in my life. And I still remember how incredible wow. it was. But I definitely do want to go back to South Africa at some point. Yes. Wow. That's on my bucket list to do. So you've traveled many, many places. How do you travel with just a backpack around the globe? Well, I'm about to do it again. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I leave for a month in Southeast Asia. So this will be my second solo trip with my oh, same backpack. Nice. Um, but this one is by choice. <laughs> Going solo by choice. Good, mm-hmm. good. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely different than traveling with luggage. Um, it, it, it's more freeing in a way, you know, it's like you really just take your essentials. Like I'm not even taking makeup on this trip. I really am going to like have a soul journey and be with myself. And, um, it really is just a whole different vibe, the backpacking life, as opposed to, you know, living out of suitcases and going to hotels and it just really you really get in touch with yourself. And I think you find out how capable you are, which sometimes we forget when we're living at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now when you, when you say that you, do you go to um, hostels or or do you do uh, like, um, I know in some countries they do it to where you can temporary roommates or temporary stays kind of like a breakfast here. Yeah, there's different. um, I mean, it depends on the country you're traveling to. I'm specifically doing Vietnam and Bali. So in Vietnam, I'll do hostels. Um, There's this one um, place called Sapa where homestays are really popular. So you basically go and live with a family that lives there and you cook with them and eat with them and um, and you have your own private little room. And um, so I'm sure I'll do one of those. And then in Bali, I'm I'm really like going for specific purposes. So while I might stay in a couple hostels, I do think I'll maybe go the more Airbnb route to just kind of get some, uh, some peace and quiet away from the, the nice. hustle and bustle of life. Yeah. Wow. Well, you'll have to post a lot of pictures on that. I looked at some of your pictures on uh, Instagram. You're going to have to post a lot. I can't wait to see. What I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know you will. I mean, it, the adventures itself is just, I mean, yeah, you had the stories and you had your conflicts and stuff like that, but just the adventures are worth it. And you bring something out of it, even when it's bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have to in life. Otherwise, we would just be sitting in shit the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. And there are some people in this world that love to sit in shit. Tell me oh, that. boy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it, it, it amazes you because you try so hard. You sit there and say, well, I mean why what are you gaining out of that because i don't have to deal with the rest of the world and it's like yeah but you still do you're just more miserable yep. and they just it's just crazy so were you kind of surprised with the response that you have with men on your book i was actually i i obviously wrote this thinking 
the demographic was going to be women. Um, Mm -hmm. But it turns out that heartbreak and grief is universal. Mm -hmm. And um, and it, it so it surprises me in a sense that like I get messages from different men that have read it and hearing reviews from them, which is awesome. Um, but it, it, it surprises me that they're open to reading it. It doesn't surprise me that they enjoy it once they're reading it because it really is like, it's written so fun. It's like reading a Netflix show. Um, it is. And so it doesn't surprise me that they're enjoying it, but I love that they're open enough in the first place to read it, which is great. That's that's a true man for you to put, to be yeah. honest with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I I honestly, you know, take it from uh two gay men. We love men that actually can be a man. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, right? not, not be a playboy and it's like, oh, that's just it's romantic in a sense, yeah. you know, when they when when they be the man that they're supposed to be instead of the cock that they have between their and legs. And not this machismo, you know, oh, I got to be the man type thing. It's just, hey, I'm a man. Okay. There you go. Let's yep. go at it. You yeah. know, it's, just, it's so much more attractive that it way. Is. It is. So when you wrote the book and you went through these journeys, what was the most important thing that you got out of it? What did you learn from it? Um, how to love myself, which Absolutely. was the, the giant like to do on this trip. I was, you know, everyone's always telling you, you got to learn how to love yourself and loving yourself is the most important thing. And mm-hmm. you have to learn how to love yourself before you can love someone else. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to do that. Can anyone tell me how? Yeah. And no one could give me a clear answer. And it's right. like, I'm an actress, like, give me direction. I'll do it. Um, but nobody could clearly tell me how to love myself. So that was kind of what I was searching for this entire time um, on this trip. And I'm happy to say I eventually found it, not fully on the trip, which is why I write about it in the epilogue, um, because I wanted to make sure I gave everyone that was reading what what I came up with that really changed my life around how to love myself, which is called the self-love cocktail, because obviously you have to equate it to some type of wine or alcohol. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So what would you what would you say to somebody that's in your similar situation? Maybe that they're stuck, that they don't they they didn't do things the way you, you have handled, like with your divorce and the affair and the divorce and then Javier in itself. So what advice would you give to a person like that? I would say that no matter what you're going through, um, keep going because the light at the end of the tunnel, whenever you eventually get there is more beautiful and magical than you could have ever imagined. Um, so to just keep going and, and as far as the whole being stuck thing, if you're, if you're not happy and you know that you're not happy, change something like that's, you have, you have the choice and the power to choose to, to change something. And I think people forget that sometimes. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this book, it's extremely successful. Um, is there a movie to follow? Um, we are currently, uh, I wouldn't say actively pitching, but it's being discussed as a, uh, a limited series. I think it would fit best as like a 10 episode bingeable Yes. Type yeah. show. Um, uh-huh. There's like way too much to fit it into one film. To do it <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, it's definitely possible. I would, I would love nothing more than to see it on the big screen. I think it would be loads of fun. 
But you know, you can do that though. I mean, with Amazon and all that, they might you might be lucky enough to get one of those deals to where they'll play maybe one or two episodes out of it on the the big screen for limited engagements. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. So who would you choose to uh, play your character or would you play your character in it? Um, I would, I would be open to it. Um, but I would rather direct. Right. Yeah. Um, and so if I was casting someone to play myself, if we went with someone with no name, um, there's an actress, no name, you know what I mean? Like, that's uh, not yes. 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 um, there's an actress named Summer Spyro who I absolutely adore. She co-starred with me in a movie called Swell. And I just think she's beyond talented. I don't understand why she's not famous yet. Um, so that would be my pick if we went with someone more under the radar. If we went with someone well-known, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people, like, because I've, I've gotten this question before and I've, I get thrown different, different suggestions i've heard scout taylor compton who i love from um halloween we've actually uh-huh. become friends since she read my book um uh-huh. or dakota johnson i've heard um hayden panettiere uh it, it, it would just have to be someone with like my dry sarcastic sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> um, that that can also still reach the uh the emotional range that the role would take Right, right, absolutely. So, did you ever, um, did you ever think that you were going to go in the entertainment uh, path of your career? I mean, following your yeah, parents. I mean, yeah, I grew up dancing and playing sports and doing normal kid stuff. But I always thought, like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be an actress. My mom's an actress. Um, but it wasn't until I did my first film when I was eighteen where I was like, oh, I actually like don't want to do anything else. Um, and I didn't even really get serious about it till my early 20s, but it it's definitely a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And I've been really happy this past year, uh, two years, going behind the camera as well. It's, it's allowed me to still do my creative work, but in another lane. Um, right. You know, acting acting is amazing, but it's a grind and it's a hustle of a business. And it's like yes. if you're not booking work, you're not working. Um, yeah. So to be able, so to be able to have another lane of creative uh, creativity that you're fulfilled with, that you have some more control over, was so liberating for me. Um, and then when the book came, that created a whole nother lane. I mean, I never thought I would be calling myself an author. Um, still right. kind of getting used to that. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I just this past week went in and recorded the audiobook for, for the, for Eat, Pray, FML. And it was so much fun. I was like, uh-huh. I am so in the wrong industry. I got to roll out of bed in my pajamas in my PJs and drive a mile and a half and like sit and act out stuff all day I was like this is like my dream job why why right. am I putting makeup on my face ever <laughs> um so it, it it's been a really great year of different um different avenues that I've been able to get fulfillment from that has been really great wow well you know I have to say I I love the fact that uh women are going into directing I yes. think I have I've loved that idea since it first started and now it's growing and growing and growing. And we are both very excited. We are doing a film project. We're filming a project next year, actually. And we just hired our director 
and it is a woman and we just yeah we just we you know and the one thing she asked me she goes well why did you choose me over all the different ones that you had and i go because you can tell a story i go women have that that not that men don't but majority of the women have that niche to be able to tell a story from the heart yes and tell it right uh-huh. and you know and in in, yeah. in my eyes i think that when you when you're directing people are going to pay more attention to you because at the end of the day you know you guys put those emotions into it and you just make people pay attention and yeah. we get it and that's why i love it that women are going into directing and it's just it's just wonderful. So kudos to you for that. And yeah, and you know, on that on that film set, we had I think sixty five, sixty seven percent of female crew, nice. like casting crew. It was yeah, we um, and you know, I think I think women have been directing for a lot longer than we realize. It's just now right. they're finally getting the recognition that's deserved, and mm-hmm. the opportunities are starting to come more often as they should. Um, and I'm really, I'm really happy to be a part of the industry at this time when the tides are shifting in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what else is left in your career that you want to accomplish? What big thing you, you have left to accomplish? Well, I mean, I'm only 30, so like a lot, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, there's one um, big bucket list. One big bucket um, thing I definitely- with you. I, I definitely want to keep acting. I, w- I would love to do um, a TV show and um, that runs for a while. I would love to do some bigger films. Um, I definitely, I'm pitching around a feature right now to direct. I definitely want to continue to to direct and bring bring things to the screen in that sense. Um, uh-huh. And I would really, really, I would really love to see this book. Um, in in a serious form i think that would be a big dream of mine that would be really cool yes Uh oh i agree yeah because when i was reading it i'm like i thought the same thing i go i feel like i'm watching a show should this be on television somewhere should this be a movie (laughs) i should be watching you know Mm -hmm. because it's so it's written like that it really is written like that and it's so personable and it's just it's captivating i tell you I am not a big fan of reading books. I will, t- <laughs> I, I will tell you my, that. My, 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 yes. But the thing of it is, is because of what our, what we're doing for iHeart, um, you kind of have to. And when the yeah. when the artists send us their books, and I always get it, they, they go, well, generally people don't read the books. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I go, yeah, but we do, because we yeah. want to make sure we're getting it correctly. I, I mean, don't if miss we don't it. fully <laughs> read the book... Then, I mean, what is there to go off of? I mean, we want to read the full thing to get that full, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To get that full feeling, Yeah. you know? Well, so- and it's so it's so appreciated by us. Like, I can't tell you how many interviews I've done in the past four months since this book has been out. And it's the difference between talking to someone who has just read the cliff notes and talking to someone who has actually read the whole book. Like the whole dynamic is different. So it's yes. very much appreciated when you guys take the time to do that. Oh, oh. Well, you're very welcome. But yeah. the thing I was going at with this particular book, I couldn't put it down. And generally, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I started reading it yesterday evening and finished it all and I went to bed maybe at midnight and I completed it. I love it. Yes. It <laughs> yeah. was just, it was just one thing after another and after another. And 
the best thing I liked about it is when you had your chapters and you, you had the title that you had and then you said something in parentheses underneath it. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I yes, really I love, love that. that. Yes. Oh, I, I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. Yeah, oh, it gives more welcome. fulfillment to it, you know? Like you're saying, okay, yeah, that's the chapter, but there's such and such and such and such. It's it's more in-depth. It is. Yeah. It is. It kind of brings – the title The title brought you out there, but the parentheses brought you back home. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And yep, that's, absolutely. And I, that's what I loved about it. So – you know, kudos to you. I mean, I, I, I give you for, this is the first book you've written, right? Yep. This is for, the first. Good job. Wow. Good job. <laughs> it is written so well and it is, um, it's a clean read. It's a, an, an adventurous read at that. So that's what makes it, it makes it easier for those of us who don't really read books all the time. And, yeah. um, you know, cause I, they, they have the audio books, but I don't have the patience to listen to the audio books. Um, but I really don't have the patience for reading books, period. But when you have those books that are generally are clean, just go, it is, it's, it's amazing. And that's, and yours definitely does that. And it's, it's like, I felt like, I felt like I was literally the cameraman watching you go through this. Literally (laughs) it was, that's, that's how clean it was. So it was done very well. So good job on that. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. So do you, you, do you think that um, you and your mother will ever act side by side? Yeah, we're actually um, pitching a feature film right now that was written specifically for us to play mother daughter in for the first time. Um, And it's a beautiful, beautiful script. That's a, a powerful drama, but has a lot of, heart and love behind it and um yeah so we're hoping that 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 gets picked up by someone so we can we can do that together I know that's a really big uh thing on her to-do list because it would be really special for her and I to do together it's special just you know when I look back at at stuff um like the howling or Cujo that both of my parents Uh were in like I'm so lucky to have that, like I'll have that forever. I have that even with my dad being gone and, you know, eventually when my mom is gone, like I will have that for the rest of my life and so will my kids. It's it's a really special thing to to have something with your family that is everlasting like that. So we're really hoping that we get to do this specific project together um, for that reason. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I always had a curiosity about that um, because a lot of the most iconic uh, shows that are on television now or some of the most o- iconic movies that are out there, um, like, for example, we knew uh, the family of Estelle Getty from G- Golden Girls mm-hmm. and, you know, Rue McClanahan from Golden Girls. And I never got around to asking them, you know, Golden Girls is all over the place on television and it's a, still a very popular sitcom. Can you watch the show and does it bother you or or is it inspirational to see your mother still alive and going on that show? So when you bring that up, it's it's like I'm sure it's different with everyone. But I mean, that, that's got to be a great experience just to feel like, you know, he's still here, you know, and when she passes, she's still with you that you can always get that personality like she's talking directly to you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. It's a, it's a great memory to have. Um, yes. I mean, my dad, 
my dad's anniversary of his passing is October 20th, which just passed. And I was on YouTube, like looking at bloopers from the howling and, um, uh-huh. you know, scenes that he had done. And it's, it's, you know, it's like a, a whole different level of home videos. And it's, right. it's really special to be able to have that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that is, that is definitely uh, good to hear. So, uh, Two more things before we go. One, where can people find this book and how we recommend it? We want them to go get it. Yes. Um, So the book Eat, Pray, FML is exclusively on Amazon in paperback and ebook. The audio book will probably be out sometime early 2020. Very nice. Well, we definitely recommend it. Like I said, it's a great book to read. And what would you say to what would you say about love today? If things have changed a little bit since you had your experience with writing the book and how things have changed even in today's world, what would you say about love today? Well, I would start with um, one of my chapter headings, which is love, it will break your heart, do it anyway, which I stand behind. Um, And I would also say it will open you up to really beautiful experiences and most importantly make sure you're doing it to yourself wow very nice very nice Mm -hmm. well gabrielle i can't thank you enough for coming on this show and at least giving us the experience to read this amazing book yes (laughs) we honestly are so honored to have read it Stop! You're so welcome. It was so great to talk to you. And thank you guys for taking the time to read it. I sincerely appreciate it. And I'm glad it was enjoyable. Yes. Oh, no problem. Have a safe journey on your new upcoming travels. And um, thank you so much. You have a great evening and a fun trip. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah. (laughs) I did like the book, though. Uh I really did. I enjoyed reading the book. It was interesting. It had had a lot of relations and good advice in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so much fun. You know, these are good interviews. Yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, all right, what's going on? Yes. And I totally recommend the book. Totally recommend the book. So go out, go get it. You'll enjoy it. You'll love it. You'll want it. I know you will. So, uh, but uh, anyway, we have to start wrapping this up. I want to thank Gabrielle for coming on the show. It was so much fun. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. We love having you a part of our show week after week after week after week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't forget to tell your friends about us. And you can follow us on Instagram. At chris.ann.will. Yes, because, you know, we love people and we love all kinds of people so we like to entertain so be sure to tell your friends about us and have them follow us and join us go get gabrielle's book but you know for now we gotta wrap it up because next week we got another whole episode of what about our life with chris and will another great topic and another great guest and you know we love you guys so remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return but for now We've got to go. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.